Welcome to the Sober Podcast. My name is Carrie Donahue, and I am here with my good friends, Adolfo and Trish. And we are here to talk about uh, marriage in sobriety. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. Great. Yeah, feeling great. Yeah. Good. And where where are you guys located? We're in Boynton Beach in Florida. Florida. (laughs) Yeah. South Florida. (laughs) For all those partaking. Yeah. That's exciting. How long have you guys lived there for? Trish, you want to go first? Um, since 1986, I've been here. So really? A long time. Yeah. I was born and raised in Miami, so. Yeah, he's been here forever, his whole life. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've traveled. I have lived here and resided <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, how long do you, do you guys have the same time in recovery or do you have separate time five years before me yes oh really trish is coming up on an anniversary she's turning 19 and next month i'll be turning 24 congratulations that's awesome god willing you know of course of course to our listeners these are two people that have highly influenced my life and i've always looked up to them so i'm really excited to have them join us today uh, now, how did you guys meet? We met at um, a job. He was he was already in the program. <coughs> and um, I was not yet. But um, we were selling timeshare. And he was like a little puppy following me around. <laughs> Make sure I give you my status. Yeah, no, he will too. But um. I knew he liked me, but I got out of a bad relationship and I didn't, I liked him too, but I was just trying to stay away from him kind of. And we became friends. And um, a couple of years later, I got into recovery and we ran into each other and that's all she wrote. Well, that's the short version. That is the short version. That's the very short version. And of course, you know, you're a show that probably wants some details. So for my side, I had about four years clean. I was in relationships you know, early, early recovery relationships, years one through four, where, you know, I'm having sex for the first time clean. I'm enjoying people's company for the first time clean. And, um, and I had done some step work, but, uh, my, my first uh, sponsor had moved and mind you, I'm in my early to mid thirties at this point. And, uh, yeah. And I was just kind of dating, uh, the same, train wreck of a person with different names, different faces and, you know, and, uh, and and because I was a train wreck. So let me just preface that, you know, it wasn't, you know, I've learned through time and recovery, you know, my side of it, but the long and the short of it was, I was also, um, just bouncing out of a relationship and I was on the rebound and, um, I didn't want to get high, but I was like, what the hell's wrong? Why is this happening? And, uh, you know, so when we, and I just changed careers and that's, it was almost a weird situation because we literally were at, we were at this one particular resort, you know, for vacation ownership, uh, for this fleeting moment in time, almost as if to meet, but she had so much stuff going on in her life. I had so much stuff going on in my life. We were both on the rebound. I knew I was smitten. Yeah. Did I fall around like a little puppy? Okay. I'll let her have that one. (laughs) But I was following around a couple other girls too, like a little puppy at the same time. And <laughs> That's true. He was. I had my a... hands on anybody who let me touch him. Yeah. And uh, or you know, it was 
not necessarily acceptable, you know, with work relations. Um, nevertheless, I knew that when I saw her, I had never been attracted like I was to another human being in that regard. And as I got to know her, we'd look at travel books together. We'd talk. We had a lot in common. And uh, she burned a CD for me, which I thought was really cool. Just out of nowhere, she hands me a CD, which, you know, and little did I know it was a, a prosperity spell attached to it and whatever her other intentions were. But yeah, it was pretty neat. So time had passed. Um, we kind of stopped, you know, there was nothing that was going to happen at that point. She looked at me like, you know, you know, I got, I wasn't material or whatever or whatever. That's not true. We were hot and heavy for like two seconds. And I, we stopped it. And uh, because I, we, we just, I didn't want to go there. I just knew. She resisted my advances. I, I resist very. Yeah. Because I liked him and I wanted to be alone for a while. I didn't know what I wanted. I just didn't want another nightmare of a relationship. So, you know, it was after that that I really went downhill with my, you know, drinking and drugging. And, and I decided that I needed help and I went and got it. I didn't know she was. A, and um, yeah, he didn't. Nobody knew. I, I was very good at being very I high. She was uh, yeah, I looked like it. I looked like it from all intents and purposes on the outside, but I wasn't. And uh, once I got help and I, I got a sponsor and I worked steps, um. I forget how we ran into each other again. Oh, I, but um, we I ended up going to his new job, which was timeshare, and he took me on a tour, and and I could tell he had changed. And at this point, he worked all his steps. And um, at the she end, she butt dialed me at a meeting. Is that what it was? Yeah. No. So a year or so had passed, and yeah. I just I just was an emotional wreck. I I joined uh, uh, this group. It was like a year or commitment with old timers, men, women. It was co-ed working steps out of both fellowships, whatever, whatever. And cause I knew I had to change and I was at that, I was at that breaking point of like, I'm not going to get high, but I need to grow emotionally for myself. At this point, I thought she was the one that got away. I wrote about it in my, in my journals and in my step work. And I just worked on myself for like a good year and a half. And this is going back to like 2003, two, something like that. Well, in 2003, I got a butt, uh, I butt dialed her or she, she had called me and she said, I think you just called me from your home group. Uh, oh, that's what it was. I remember. Yeah. And, um, and then the dialogue started, how you doing? And I used a, a maneuver of, Hey, why don't you come check out the resort I work at? I'd love to see you. We'll catch up if anything else, you know, no, and you could come work here. But then at the end, when I was leaving, he, he don't butcher the story. I'm not, this okay. is a sweet story. <laughs> He he followed me out to my car and he was like, listen, I want you to be part of my life. And it was just so genuine and heartfelt. And um, he kind of floored me. Yeah. And um, so it was my birthday, like the next week. And I called him and he's like, oh, can I take you out for your birthday? I'm like, absolutely. And we've literally been together ever since the day after my birthday. Right. Or two days later. Uh, yeah, I kind of go by your birthday, but it was in 2003 Yeah, in February. But for me, the fear that used to own me with the defects of uh, being afraid of being intimate and giving myself that opportunity about, you know, being scared and, and being able to do what I did. That was the aha moment and the culmination of all the work that I did. Cause I just threw, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I ran out to her car. She wasn't going to work there, whatever. I said, listen, I don't know if there's a future with us or not, but I see one. And if you want to take a chance, you know, I don't want to be your friend. 
you know, I said, I was very clear. I was like, you know, if you feel like there's a, a shot, let's take it. But we've been together literally ever since. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. We're in a pretty good life together. Yeah, yeah. it's neat. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing because I've only ever seen the both of you clean and sober and together. So I had no idea how you actually got together. But that's an amazing, heartwarming story. Yeah, it's through separation. Like she was right. Like she, if she had taken my advances at that time, you know, I don't know if it would have ever flourished because I was still sick and she was, you know, was she sick. was a functioning, you know, whatever. <laughs> I might have looked good on the outside, alcoholic act sick, yeah. or whatever, but yeah. the the time that had passed, she was able to find her path of, of recovery. And, um, you know, and I was able to stay on my path, but grow a whole bunch on the inside that when we did reconnect, she was like, dude, you've changed. And I could tell he was so much calmer. I mean, he was like a wild man flirting with every girl all the time, but he would also like come around and like sit in front of me. Like he was pissing on me, like marking his territory, you know, but, um, but then he was so calm and like, it's just a whole psychic change. You know what I mean? That I could see in him. And I was like, wow, this is uh and I already liked him a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah we were good. fortunate. I mean, yeah. cause the timing had worked out in that regard like it was definitely i fully believe higher power brought us together agree with like you know it was definitely a god thing you know but the maturity to be able to you know here's us she was a single mom when we met you know i respected her she had from outside appearances i thought she had her stuff together you know and uh and i didn't care i just knew i wanted to be a part of her life you know and uh i have a beautiful amazing relationship with with my stepdaughter you know, that's thrived and cultivated. And hopefully we've been able to be a good example because she's now married to the guy of her dreams. We have been a great example for her. Yeah. She's really, really um, yeah. happy in her relationship. Her father was not a good example for <clears throat> relationships. He's still a little sick out there. He's high functioning, but he's kind of like that, like how I was before I got, you know, better. So, and that's all I'll say. I mean, he's otherwise he's, He's a okay dad. <laughs> I just think that he, I don't want to put him down, but no, just yeah. being able to talk to her about things that maybe her biological dad didn't feel comfortable talking about. You know, I would be able to use my spiritual tools and just kind of give her a third party. Uh, and there was enough respect that she had for me based on how I was treating her mother. Um, so she kind of, you know, valued my opinion, which I also was pretty pleased about. So yeah, it's been, it's been a journey, Carrie, you know, and then I met you, we met you a couple of years later, you know, 2005, 2006. When did you, you know. guys get married? What year? 2004 in May. Oh, so we wow. did, did it for a year, got married in 2004, went on an amazing honeymoon together through actually through one of the places that we looked at uh in the vacation ownership yeah, it's book. <laughs> funny because we had to make up stories about places we were we had been for to sell the timeshare and um so we both worked on this story about barbados and that's where we ended up going <laughs> it was like we manifested it we intended it yeah. and um yeah it was pretty it was amazing it was an amazing uh honeymoon and uh but then but then life this is the the part where then life starts showing so then that's true we we decided I was content on not having children. Um, and she went to a baby shower and got the fever. My, his my sister, my sister, it's her, his sister's fault. Yeah, it's my sister's <laughs> fault. <laughs> so, oh, that's the 
have a baby. Yep. <laughs> She's like, if we better have, we're going to have, we better have one now. Mm. So 2005, our son showed up, uh, our son, Max, and then 2006 or seven, he gets diagnosed with autism. In that same time period, he gets early menopause, if I may say so. Oh, yeah. It was tough. It was a tough year. So that was actually, it was like not a happening too much. So here I am, in, you know, as a new husband. <laughs> and, you know, we made it then. Yeah, we went from, well, <laughs> but, you know, part of the journey is letting people understand that, we, you know, I stuck it out. We stuck it out. We worked at it. We communicated. Sometimes she didn't want to talk about it. And I would literally like, look, because is it from a guy's perspective? I can't speak for anyone else, but you know, one of the things, the old, the older behaviors was that if sex is love. So if you're not giving me sex, you don't love me. Right. And, and that was my perspective. And through the, that time period, just, I was very grateful to, uh, to, uh, to work with others. You know, I had guys very active in the fellowship, and, uh, you know, my higher power saw fit for me to sponsor like almost eight to 10 guys. So my son was getting, you know, when I was in denial about the autism spectrum, but, you know, and thank God, cause she, you know, was able to, to really kind of see it before I was able to open my eyes to it. And then the menopause, and the heat, hot flashes and the no sex. And then, and then just, a little bit. just all different types of things hit the fan. The, the real estate market crashed. I was doing that full oh, time. Yeah, that was a real fun. So, I mean, it was just, we went from just, just a dichotomy of ranges of financial security or insecurity, uh, emotional insecurity, sexual insecurity, like you name the insecurities. And I was, I was going through it. I don't know about, I can't. It was speak. like the spiritual Olympics. Like, can you jump this? <laughs> what about this one? How about no money? for <laughs> Yeah. Here, your your husband doesn't want to acknowledge your son has autism. Jump over that. Yeah, but it, you know, he comes around and uh, he can be very stubborn. So can I. I mean, I think we both can, but I think that's, that's true. part of the program is the beautiful part of this program is that we both will take a look at it. You know what? Maybe not immediately, but if, you know, we do. And that's where growth happens, you know, and all the stuff we've been through. Like, I mean, I learned how to have more faith by going through the crap we went through and it wasn't comfortable. It was horrifying at some points, but. Well, it, that set the table. Like, But the now first I'm, I'm like calm about like whatever happens. I'm like, okay, well, here's something happening. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the trials the, and tribulations. Yeah, it's just life. And life is like that. I mean, that part of that too, that beginning journey was like, hey, we're still a little raw. You know what I mean? Like I haven't been through anything clean. So this yeah. is, you know, there's no, there was no sober in my life from the time I was 13 till I was 36. So, you know, like, oh, well, this is interesting and horrifying. And now if that happened again, I'm like, okay, well, we'll walk through it and it'll be okay. Because I had the experience now sober to see, to, to know the feelings behind it aren't always actual, you know, it's just a moment. You guys got to, you guys got to grow up together. That's and true. Absolutely. Yeah, what a way true. to, that's a perfect way to, that to, is true. to explain yeah. it. Yeah. He helped me a lot too. Cause he had a few years on me with the faith thing. This man has a lot of faith. So yes. that really helped me too. Well, and also my, my realizations when just on a, on a different level, you know, as a guy, we're taught our learned behaviors. I learned are not my values. So when I was taught in school, you got to go slay and, 
you know, be with as many girls as you can. I, the truth is I'm old fashioned. Like my grandparents, both sides were married to the end 50 plus years before they, you know, went to the other side. My parents are still around. They're like oil and water. They taught me a lot of what I didn't want, but also, you know, they stuck in stage. So the perseverance part, I didn't get, I didn't get married to get divorced. Like that was in my mind already, you know? And, uh, and we just, like, she's like Trisha saying, I mean, one day at a time, just, you know, we wouldn't go to bed necessarily angry, but, um, you know, she's seen me go through many different career changes, jobs, getting fired, getting hired to where she now has a comfort level. Like God's always, you know, higher powers always seen us through to the other side when we haven't gone without, we've always been able to, you know, something better has come out on the other side. That's and, true. That's you know, true on every occasion. You know, and that's also with our son, you know, because yeah. with the diagnosis, he wasn't talking. Uh, we couldn't feed him. He's a freaking miracle, that kid. Yeah, he's, he's great. You yeah. know, so he's he's 16. He's flourishing in school. He's outgoing. He raps. He's, he's in theater <laughs> right now. He's almost an adult now, which yeah. is scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a young adult, thank God, because he's really not ready. <laughs> yeah, you know, but he's, it's, okay. it's his process. And yeah. if anything through him, I, he's helped me become a more patient person, you know, more loving, more accepting, just more tolerant, um, you know, and I'm grateful for that as well. We've had a lot of help too, you know, along the way, you know, good sponsorship and, and, you know, sponsees and just being in the process of recovery, you know, not turning our back on it and saying, Oh, what a crappy hand I'm dealt, you know, there's just never it was never Always good finding reason. the gratitude you know like yeah. he was diagnosed and then we happen to be in sunrise still and the bodwin school of uh, autism is down there and it's it was around 20 years before he was diagnosed and this is you know 16 years ago and and he got to go there and it was preschool and it was free and they had the best teachers in the world with the best aba therapy and in broward they have all kinds of free therapy that he was able to get and we had other therapies. And I took them three times a week and I was it just, everything was perfect to help him. Like everything just felt, he wanted to move up here earlier, but we ended up getting stuck there while our house went into foreclosure because of the real estate crash. And it was perfect for Max. It was perfect for everything he needed to. And then when we got here, we ended up in this place renting. And then we ended up buying here and I love this place and it's brand new. And yeah, we've been here for 11, 11 Yeah. The years. other, the old house had so many problems. It was it was a money pit. So it just, everything gets better. You know what I mean? We just had to walk through it. And, but, um, uh, yeah. So I just wanted to share this with you. I, before I ever got clean in my stoner days, I had this philosophical viewpoint of how relationships should be. And I would call it TLC, right? Tender, loving care. What I, what I felt like I had this epiphany that I'd had was that it's trust, loyalty, and communication. Like they all are like, the infinity symbol, right? They're just all interwoven and comprehension in comprehension. So, you know, whenever I would feel insecure, there was a, a communication opportunity or, you know, if I felt like, you know, some, whatever vibe or just whatever, like there's always, we've always maintained a healthy trust loyalty and communication because I just stand um And it is huge to be able to have be, not afraid to have open up be vulnerable and, yeah. yeah because that's that's a big thing you know if you if he couldn't tell me i'm feeling insecure 
like you said this, but this is what I heard. I, I heard that you don't love me or you don't want to hang out with me, whatever it is. Right. You know, if I can't tell them the truth of how I'm really feeling, then we can't fix it. You know what I mean? We can't come to a solution. Same thing if he doesn't tell me, if he hides his feelings or he acts a certain way, but doesn't tell me it's because of something I can't help. We him. had so many of those yeah. conversations, yeah. And, you know, and the, the, the culmination, you know, 17 years, 18 years together, 17 years of marriage, you know, is that we, we don't, you know, we're in, we're in a, a nice, confident, trusting, loving relationship. We fight, we fought a little bit today. It was awesome. Yeah. But then we, you know, we, we, we look at each other and one of us or both of us will initiate, you want to make up? Yeah. Like that's one of our, our go-tos. Yeah. You want to make up? Yeah. You know, and, and it served us yeah, well. I say you hurt my feelings and he says, I'm sorry, or he's, or I'll apologize. Or, it, or he says, I hurt his feelings and I say, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. that's a big ego deflation. You know, yeah. who me, who do you think you're talking to? You know, all those, those little things that, but also on the other side, we both have wanted this. That's true. Uh, if, if either of us did not want to put the effort into what we have at any given point, that, this goes for the future too. You know, all bets are off because it takes both parties to have the willingness to want to keep it going. That's true. And also, I mean, the same thing for recovery. Yeah. What do you want now? And what do you want more? You know, what do you want now? You want to, you want to be mad now, but what do you want more? A happy marriage? Then get over it. You know, talk about it, do something, fix it. You know? Absolutely. Well, could you both answer on both of your sides? I know you've gone through a lot of obstacles and you've overcame them for each of you. What do you think your biggest obstacle with being married and recovery would be? An obstacle. Share how you overcame it. Any obstacle that your largest obstacle that you faced and how you overcame it by being married and having to be and working on yourself as well as your marriage. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, my, my biggest obstacle is when I had Max and I really was unplugged for a while. And and he had all these sponsees and he was just all in it all the time. And I, I was jealous, honestly. And that was tough for me until I find I found my sponsor and and then I started getting more plugged in again. But it took a while because it just Max wasn't sleeping. So that was you know, and then getting, once we moved up here to like just plugging in again and, and getting a family, a new family that was closer by, it just took me a while. But I mean, that is probably my biggest obstacle being married because I could have been out there a lot more if I didn't have, you know, the responsibilities of marriage and my son. But I, you know, I made it through. I just kept talking to my sponsor who's still down in Davie, but, um, <laughs> you know, but it all worked out and it's just, again, and my sponsor always says this, what do you want now? And what do you want more? Yeah. I might feel like mm. you, but more than that, I want to have all these people stay in my life and, and love me. You know, I don't, I don't want to get high. I don't want to drink. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin what I've, it's gotten so good. I just want to keep going that way, you know, and that's the bottom line. There's you've nothing. Gotten to build a, you've gotten to build a life that you don't want to give up beautiful life even though days are hard sometimes it's a beautiful life i wouldn't give it up i would I, I have no desire to give it up today thank god and hopefully that lasts from the beginning we've we've made a pact to take uh vacations even if they were to drive across the coast you know we've always you know we didn't go anywhere when i was growing up you know we went to disney because my grandparents before they died wanted to take us to disney and 
you know, but, um, you know, we've punched our passport. We've done some serious traveling together with, with our son, mind you, uh, he's gotten to go to Europe and, uh, you know, Costa Rica and just all over the place. But, um, you know, the obstacle that, you know, I was very concerned in the beginning because of what Trish just shared. I was being able to get fed and, and little did I know that my higher power was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself because all her changes as an addict, my self-centeredness wants to make it about me, you know, her biological changes. I, I don't know what the freaking menopause is, you know, all of you a sudden, now. you know, well, yeah, I, well, I went through it. So now I have experience and I can share with other, <laughs> other men, you know, that, you know, that's, that, and then, and then there's menopause for real, like as a guy, like going transitioning from my thirties to forties, like people always want to talk about the journey and recovery as if there's no age to it. You know, so our bodies start to slow down. Our metabolism starts to slow down. Maybe our thinking changes a little bit. Sorry about that. Okay. That was the ring noise from uh, the door The door there. Um, but yeah, so all the, but through recovery, recovery's never been for me anyways, the obstacle. That's been the conduit to like find a solution is to always go back to my higher power my, and put, he would always... To this day, people are put in my life, you know, you were, you know, put in my life, Carrie, you know, uh, I remember the first day that I met you, actually, I still remember that, you know, which is crazy, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and you know, we, we've both been, you know, the aging doesn't stop, right? But, you know, so through it, we've been able to talk about it. And then, you know, you basically use the serenity prayer, like, okay, does, is it going to serve us? Uh, how will this serve us? Okay. So that's not going to serve us complaining about it. I mean, I gained 50 pounds when my son was born with quitting smoking, trying to have a healthier lifestyle, you know, putting on weight and then dealing with just aging, you know, to finally come to, you know, we're, we're fitness nuts. Like we exercise, you know, routinely for just mind, body, spirit, um, but we've always enjoyed that together. So we always enjoy doing things together. And, you know, I think that's part of it too. If I had, a, if I was married to a person that didn't want to spend time with me. It probably wouldn't work out. Right. And we have the same values, really. We value the same things, the same morals pretty much. So that's, they that's all a, align together. They're, they're pretty much all the same. Well, we, I mean, we both are pretty old fashioned in, in a lot of ways. And then, you know, got our little freaks out too. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, if I'm if I'm on my Instagram and I'm looking at you know other females or whatever, I'm just giving an example. She's not threatened, you know what I mean. She, you know, and nor should she be. And if she was, then I would change the behavior. You, you know what I mean? Like I'm just giving you an example. We're we're not perfect people, but we've learned to be perfect within the realm of our our marriage and our relationship. You know, if she does something to make me feel insecure, well, can she? You know, well, what am I insecure about? But if there is, we could talk about right, it. We can talk about and vice versa. Exactly. You know, so a lot of growth through the years of aging as well. You know, I think that's really been a big that's part a, of it. Yeah, that's a huge thing. You know, when when menopause was new and when I was, you know, out of shape and overweight and just whatever it had needed dental works, all this different stuff, you know, we've been able to just kind of trudge through it and get on the other side. And you know, so here we are today, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is hearing a lot of open communication. Yeah, that's is one thing that helped you guys last so long and have a successful marriage. Absolutely. I mean, he's my BFF. 
he is and he always will be and and I'm his and he can tell me anything even if I don't want to hear it at one particular you know what I mean even though I'm like ah I don't want to talk about this right now <laughs> you know it's okay but I will I'll come around I'll talk about it you know same thing with him he might not want to hear it all the time but you know it's just because we're not perfect but we do get to it and we talk about it and you know it's it's so important you have to have your best friend I mean this is the person even if you're fighting, you're on the same side and you have to remember that, Absolutely. you know, yeah, you're on the same side. You're not against each other. You can never be against each other. That's the thing. But see, couldn't you imagine though, like, cause you've already picked up on the open communication. If one of us shut down that, you know, to any little level of, of extreme, one of, you know, the other one's radar is going to go off the charts. Like, wait, something's up, you know? But we've been fortunate, you know, because the common the common thing is we want to we want to be healthy. Like, we want to be happy. Yeah. That's a choice. I want to be happy. Yeah, you I don't know, need to be right. Choose it every I don't day. need to be right. I wouldn't be married if I, if I yeah, had that. Listen, I, I could choose to be miserable every day, but I get up every morning and I'm like, I'm going to be happy today. I'm going to have fun. Even if it's stressful at work, whatever it is, I'm going to still have fun. I'm going to listen to my music. I'm going to sing. I'm going to make jokes. I'm going to have fun. And she life take- is short and you're gonna all die someday yeah, don't, take- <laughs> some don't take yourself today. too seriously that's the truth yeah we use that a lot yeah you, know, we don't you push- are two you are yeah. two of some of the happiest people i've ever seen and the the work shows through both of you well we giggle a lot we're yeah, giggler's we you know like we're giddy on just like this gift that we have and we have a lot in common that way we we enjoy, like i said we're close in the same age so we like a lot of the same things, music. We have a lot of things in common that, and that helps, you know, I mean, there's nights we've just laid in bed laughing our asses off, like two kids that are going to get grounded yeah. if they don't go to sleep, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're just giggling over who knows what stupid stuff, but yeah. you know, if we can do it, anybody can do it, but it's finding that person out there that wants to do it with and you. A lot of, t- uh, we put a lot of work into like the spiritual growth of, choosing to be happy. Like that is, that's a tool you have to learn. That's a tool you have to practice. You know, that's the truth. It doesn't, it, for him, I'm pretty sure he's Mr. Happy most of the time anyway. And he always kind of was, but like for me, I could feel sorry for myself so easily in the past. And I just don't go there anymore. Anytime I start to, I'm like, ew, I don't like that feeling. Stop. You know what I mean? So, but through practice and listening to spiritual tapes and you know, just being involved and everything, it, you, you can change your thinking, you know what I mean? And, and you can become that happier person. It's just practice, you know, nothing, nothing is real. It's just, you have this moment. That's all you got is this one little moment. Everything else is an illusion, you know, everything else you think of a house, it's an illusion. You have this moment, that's all you got. And then you have this moment and then you have this moment and then you have, that's it. There's nothing else. So you can be happy in this moment. That's all you got to worry about. There's nothing else. That's the way I look at it. That's a great way to look at life and a great way to, to, to process life. You know, the, uh, have you ever heard the, the, uh, the saying about intimacy? I see into me. Into me. I see. Well, there you go. (laughs) I knew it was something like that. Yeah. She gets to correct me a couple of times and she's happy. See, happy wife, happy life. Name. That's true. But those are my banters today. You know, that's like the extent of it. She's like, aha, he was wrong. In his, his thing. But that's not important. I see, I need to be happy and I need to give myself self-love. 
on the on the daily, just like she does. Yeah, he can't get it all for me, and I can't get it all. I from can't him. expect her to give me that's the, the self love yeah. and the happiness that. So as long as we continue as individuals to flourish and to feed ourselves, you know, with self love, and that's can I just point this out to you like in the beginning when I was like jealous or upset I had to look at that I had to look at it and say you know what what is it about me that I'm upset about because he's just doing him like there's something inside of me that I need to change and that is growth I mean even now if I I have to always look like what's my side of the street why am I unhappy why do I feel this way it really has very little to do it has nothing to do with him usually it has to do with I'm feeling a certain way I'm having some emotion and then I just have to deal with it and, and change my perspective uh, basically. And I think a lot of people spend a lot of time in relationships pointing the finger and not looking at their own side. And it's so easy to do, especially in a recovery kind of situation where you really have to look at yourself to grow. You're not going to grow if you're looking at that other guy over there. You know what I mean? You're just not, if you're judging him and doing all you, you need to look at yourself work on yourself. That's the only way that you can ever be happy in a relationship because nobody's going to fix this except for me, you know, like jealousy used to haunt both of us, Yeah, you know, jealousy and security, but a lot and, and, and probably rightfully so. I mean, she literally saw me hit on any pretty girl that walked, walked in to the resort that we worked at. I knew I was way prettier though. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's not her ego talking. She, yes, it that's is. her self. Right, that, that was my ego. Okay, so we could jab like that, right? But no, but I, but I remember her, you know, constantly berating me. You know, again, when when all this stuff was hitting the fan in our early relationship, you know, I, she's in the house all day with a little babbly kid. Mm, that too, I was, and, and, and I'm out, you know, yeah. just talking to people in a variety of people, whatever. And, uh, you know, so to watch her transform to a confident woman and being sure in our relationship and, and vice versa, like that too, like I, we trust each other unequivocally. Like that's a, that's huge. Like, you know, there's no, I don't need to look at her phone. We, we can look at each other's phones, our computers, and there's nothing we got to worry about, you know, because we're talking about it. We're constantly communicating, you know, and, um, the, I see the intimacy part, you know, whether, however you say it, you know, self-love is something that is difficult for a lot of people. I mean, I had such low self-esteem when I came into the rooms, you know, I had a, a man therapist say, you have nice eyes, just to give me an example of what an affirmation was, you know, and I was like, well, what's his motives for saying it, <laughs> you know? And then I'd look, have to look in the mirror and say, I guess, you know, he's right. I have not. It just slowly started building some self-worth and esteem, you know, and if I'm, my head's filled with garbage and disease, I mean, what, what what's going to come back to me? You know, I mean, we all deserve to be treated as well as we intend or what we think we should be treated like. You know, if I want to be treated like a piece of shit, I date someone that treats me like a piece of shit. Well, that's again where water, water seeks its own level. If you feel like shit and you have no program, you're probably not going to attract the best person. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you're going to attract what you are, not what you want. Exactly. I think I heard from Adolfo actually. The first time I ever heard it was if you want self esteem, do a steamable act. That's true. Yeah. Yep. And if you want someone who's going to treat you well, then treat yourself well. It's got to come from it. 
you know? Yeah, and if you don't, have, like I had examples. I mean, I watched my grandfather. That was like a model relationship with my grandmother. And he'd open, you know, he had one leg. He, walked, he used crutches, not a wheelchair. He lost it in the war or whatever. And this guy, would he treated my grandmother like she, she was on a pedestal. And they both did for that matter. So I had at least a good taste. Like on my parents' side, it was a lot of dysfunction and healthiness. I mean, that's all, that's a whole other show. Um, but they, my parents had six kids in, in a 10 year window. You know what I mean? It was just a lot of trauma and craziness. But with my grandparents, I was able to see like that old fashioned, I could, she could be as independent and do whatever she wants. And I'm going to respect that as a woman. But if she wants some chivalry and she doesn't mind me opening the door for her or do things, that are kind. He doesn't let me drive the car when we go out together. So. I, I have. And that's okay. I would, but you defer a lot. That's no, I do. Of, I defer because I'm like, that's yeah, there you go. Care. There's some honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But notice she's wearing glasses and I'm not. So. <laughs> uh, well, I know for me personally, I, I've always like especially when I was brand new and just getting introduced into being clean and sober I, I struggled a lot with boundaries did you guys have any of that learning how to set healthy boundaries getting married and you Trisha coming into just beginning to be clean and sober and then being in a relationship and then getting married and you know what he's really uh I mean I still had my sponsor and work and stuff and I really didn't have a problem with that because he understood the importance of it, of recovery. You know what I mean? So for me, that was easy. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think with him, I think he was very respectful. So that wasn't a problem. Yeah. Through my experience and seeing couples either from the outside look like they were thriving or see them both relapse, you know, or, you know, just the, the a million different scenarios. Uh, that could happen, you know, I mean, I've seen, I've seen a whole bunch that really it's a, a small percentage that I've ever seen, uh, you know, be successful. You know, we, we, that was one of the things, but see, I've been observing my whole recovery process is observing, Hey, like seeing a guy, seeing a anyone with time relapse used to freak me out. Like, it just was like mine when I was a newcomer, not before trash, my first couple of years, if anybody if my, anybody had time and they relapsed, I wanted to know why. I was like, what happened? Like, what are you talking about? You know what? The other thing about that, too, is I, I think personally I'm strong enough to have strong boundaries even when I started to get sober because, like, I was going to go get my dad and he was like, ooh, you're going to leave me? I'm like, yes, I'm going to get my father in, in uh, Pennsylvania. I have to go. Like, I don't, I just, that's who I am. I'm just very, I'm strong-willed, I think. I don't a recall. Lot. I don't recall giving you any. You didn't give me a. You did. You gave me a little resistance, well, but it wasn't. It wasn't enough. Like you're like okay then. Well, but we could ask, there's yeah. another side of that, you know. So, just to echo that, that was very early. That was we were dating maybe six or seven months. Yeah. Um. But then I met her dad and we hit it off. Oh. And she actually, you yeah. know, I got, I got little good points for how I was able to to, to handle my my crazy father who's yeah. bipolar. He was having a full on manic attack. But there was an op- there was an obstacle yeah. when we were dating because I went to Atlanta to see about work. And I did tell him to come home after whatever, what, a month and a half or something. Whatever it was. I was the, like, the, you need to just come back now. Well, <laughs> she put it on the table and I knew that I wanted the relationship more than I wanted the yeah. opportunity to be whatever, you know, with business, you know, and that's again, goes back to communication. What do I want? 
Yeah. You know, what are my motives? I was there to make money for us. Like my whole entire existence uh, as a provider, father, family person, all my dreams have come true in, 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 in my recovery in that realm. I haven't, you know, wanted to set the business world on fire, but I make enough to be comfortable and I'm growing more and more each day with, with even that and learning to plan ahead and, and just everything else. So, you know, obstacles for me, I'm the biggest obstacle. There's no bigger obstacle than myself. So as long as I remember that I choose to remove myself from that, and by inviting my higher power to like be my therapist, to be my, and, or put the person that's going to give me the message, you know, and listen for the answers. And a lot of times we were, that's the nice thing about having a healthy uh, recovering addict in, in our lives and in our relationship. You know, we're both, she's with her sponsees and her, she's constantly working with her people and, you know, and I'm connected to my people and, and we're able to, you know, that, that, first one that pickup of the first drink or drug is a, a good safe distance away, you know, just for today. So, yeah, we need people and it's good to have, you know what I mean? I'm so grateful for my sponsees and my sponsor. And, you know, still to this day, I've had my sponsor now for God since Max was a kid, like one. So 15 years. And uh, I have sponsees who I just adore and, you know, just getting them, them calling me and me helping them. It just gets me out of my head all the time. And it just, makes me grateful for life, you know, to be able to help somebody and to be able to see them grow and thrive. You know, it's just like another kid. It's, you know, I mean, I, you don't have any kids, right. But once you have a kid, it's, there's nothing more miraculous than watching them grow up and and thrive and do well, you know, where to worry about. Yeah. The thing is we are not as needy as we were when we first started the relationship. That's true too. That's we were so needy. Yeah. You know, in terms of validation, reassurance, you know, are we going to bake it? Are we going to be okay? Like now, you know, she's like, Hey, I'm going to go work out with my sponsee. And, you know, we, it's just, it's great, but it's, it's a blessing just for today. Like I've told my whole approach to this marriage has been just for today. I've approached it with the same recovery mentality that this could all end, uh, you know, I'm one bad decision from ruining my marriage, just like I am for ruining my recovery. You know, and, you know, to echo my wife, you know, what do I want? What do I want more of? You know, I have what I want. I'm very happy. And, uh, you know, and it's not all peaches and creams, but, you know, at the end of the day, I love her. She loves me. And we go to bed and we wake up and start it all over again. Yep. We sure do. Yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before it gets to be an X-rated podcast, I think we're going to end for the oh, hey. <laughs> uh, we're going to end for the day. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, that was absolutely amazing. Um, do you? What do you guys do for work? I work in billing for a treatment center slash labs right now, and we both do real estate still. And well, oh, I do, okay. I do full-time real estate yeah. and, uh, and I do sales and marketing consulting. So we just, you know, those are, I've embraced my gift of gab and communicating and helping people. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's good. That's awesome. If somebody wanted to reach out to you professionally, would you want them to get in contact with you or share your contact information? Absolutely. Sure. hundred percent. 
Okay. Is there what? How could they get in contact with you? Is there a phone number? Or well, I'm, I'm realtor. Data Dolphin. Yep. Go ahead. We Let me finish his sentence. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, it's realtor dot my first name a d o l f o at gmail. They can always just ask for me if they want to talk to me there. Okay. okay. Wonderful. Well, I'll thank you. I'll be her booking agent. <laughs> Great. We love you. Kimberly. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, hopefully, oh, so- I love you guys too. And, uh, are gonna come visit? We could talk about that? that. Are you going to come visit Florida? Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, it's been awesome hearing about your uh, journey and recovery as well as marriage and how to make it work and how to stay in love. So thank you so much for uh, this episode and thank you for listening to the Sober Podcast. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks, Carrie.